Reality of the Tide franchise here. Back at it with another Premium Live recap with a lot of stuff to cover, a lot of stuff to talk about. Don't want to waste any of y'all time. Well, I want to thank y'all for everyone that is tuning in. I want to thank all those that have subscribed to this channel. Um, I want to th thank everyone that is new to this channel that will subscribe to this channel by clicking subscribe and hitting the notification bell at the top to make sure that you continue to get your updates on when content is dropping. Um, big shout out to the ace that runs the place, the other half of this dynamic tag team. As you guys are aware, we are in the midst. I know I've said this countless times, but um, he is doing solos. He actually has a solo that dropped um, recently. The ace is all in. So make sure if you have not checked that out, make sure that you go check that out. The audio edition of that um, episode. As I've said in every video that I've done, we're trying to get us scheduled to get us back on the same page to be on here to deliver y'all an episode visually with me and him. Um, but until then, you'll get me. And we are talking about Payback, the premium live event that occurred this past Saturday. I'm recording this on Monday um, prior to Raw, because there's a lot that's going on tonight on Raw. We have the Intercontinental title on the line with Gunther, the ring general himself, defending it against Chad Gable. Now, I've alluded to this before. I thought that we was going to get this at payback, but obviously that didn't happen. We're going to get it as the match tonight. I'm hoping that this main event tonight, um, they're hyping it up, so I really would expect that this is going to be the main event for tonight. Um, I've, as I said before, previous episodes, I do see Gunther surpassing Honky Tonk Man. He will surpass him this week if he does go ahead and retain the Intercontinental title tonight. He will surpass him this week. So it would be nice to see that happen. Um, with certain events that have occurred since payback or on payback, I believe that I have an idea of who's going to be the one to dethrone the ring general himself, Gunther. And I don't think it's going to be Chad Gable. Not anymore. And it's a shame, but I'll get into that when I get into um, an issue that I slightly have. But payback, like I said, this past Saturday from Pittsburgh, um, the first premium live event that the bloodline was not advertised. Roman Reigns did not main event. Roman Reigns wasn't even there. Solo had no match. Jimmy Uso was not there. 
So leading up to this um, premium live, I kind of was like, there's really no real big hype for the, for the show. Like I remember talking to a few people and was just like, I'm not really excited for this show. Like it, it, something just doesn't seem like it will be fitting or it just doesn't give me that feel like, Hey, like I'm excited for payback. But let me tell you something. This may be out of 12 premium live events within a calendar year. This will probably be up there within the top maybe five. And I'm saying this now. And the reason why is because from top to bottom, I was not disappointed in any match. I know if you follow us on threads, yes, we are on threads now. Um, if you follow us on threads, I did make a comment about how during the steel cage match, Becky, Becky was telling Trish and you heard her over the television of her telling Trish, hit me, hit me, hit me. But other than that, there was really nothing I can truly complain about about that show in general. Like I said, from top to bottom, that show was great. It was a great turnout. And for it not to have the tribal chief, and y'all know me, I'm like, if the tribal chief ain't there, I ain't really, man. But they got my attention. I sat back and was like, I was really taken back by this show. So, like I said, right now, when we go and do our recap, our year in recap, I may have to say that this is... Like I just said right now, but we may have to go back and see. But right now, man, top five premium live events of the year. Um, as you know, the format that we do for uh, premium lives is we have match of the night. Moment of the night, the OMG, the oh my God, like the spot of the night. That's what I would also refer to it as the feel good moment and the best performer. That's kind of the format that we're going with now. Um, similar to what we've done in the past, you already know this, but let's not waste any more time. Match of the night, I'm going to say for the second premium live event in a row, it's a tie. It's not a three-way tie, but it is a tie. With the opening match, the steel cage match between Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch, and the Steel City Street fight for the WWE Universal Tag Team titles between KO and Sami Zayn and, and the Judgment Day. I was about to say Dominic, but Dominic played a role. Um, and the Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Those two matches, to me, literally stole the show. I mean, the Trish and uh, Becky match... 
kudos to Trish Stratus because Trish Stratus still can put on a match. I know we were sitting there just kind of like, where, what are we doing with this story? It felt like it was falling flat at some points. But to see these two women in this steel cage put on a banger of a performance, a banger of an opening match. I mean, there's a point, and we all seen it. It's it's very visible. Trish had a knot in the middle of her forehead from this match. Uh, Zoe Starks got involved, obviously. And we bear witness to the end of the Zoe Starks and Trish Stratus um, partnership. I'm very curious to see what Trish's role is going to be now after this rivalry with her and um, Becky. Because you can still see that Trish can still go. And I feel like Trish probably had a very good time in this role. You could tell she was having fun. You know, she she obviously helped elevate Zoe Starks to where she's at now. Um, working with Becky is was a phenomenal thing for her. And now we're left with wondering, you know, kind of where Becky's going to go. There's been some talk. There has been some tease, have we, as we've seen, between Tiffany Stratus, the NXT women's champion and Becky Lynch with Tiffany Stratus kind of saying like, I'm better than the four horsewomen. I'm better than Charlotte. I'm better than Sasha. I'm better than Bailey. I'm better as the women's champ. I'm better than Becky. And was like, uh, you never won the NXT women's title. So, we can slowly start to see a possible feud between these two. We've seen that Tiffany Stratton has been in on Raw. She's on SmackDown at one point. Um, it, it will be interesting to see. Um, but I will say, I will say, if there's one thing that I think we need to consider... And I know this will sound crazy seeing those if she, like two years ago, took time off. But Becky may need to take another break. Becky for the Raw Women's Division has been carrying the the division. You know, I know a lot of people look at Rhea Ripley and it's like, she is holding this title. There seems to be this notion now with the women, with the champions, not just the women's champion, but the champions in general. Rhea, to a degree, EO now, obviously Roman, Seth, have the titles, but not really defending it as much, which, in my opinion, I think it adds it adds a layer of anticipation. It adds a layer of 
um, want to see these champs. You know, we may see the champs, but we want to see them defended. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, damn, I want to see, I want to see uh, Rhea defend this title. It's like she's on this throne and she's just like, I ain't got time for y'all. You know, until someone that proposes as a threat or someone actually challenges me, y'all ain't nothing to me. It's like Roman, you know. Uh, we may see who Roman's next challenger is. They, I believe they might have teased that on SmackDown a little bit. Um... Obviously, you know, my opinions on Seth Rollins as the world heavyweight champion, I've been very outspoken on saying that I don't think, I think it's been subpar. Um, EO as the women's champion, not the world champ, but the women's champ. I gotta, I gotta remember because it's the world champ, Rhea, and then there's just the WWE women's champ and EO. Um, kind of, kind of curious to see what they're doing with EO, you know, who is going to be next up to challenge her. Um, I do see and heard rumbles of Kyrie saying possibly coming back. If she does come back, I could possibly see her coming back with Asuka, possibly reforming the Kabuki Warriors to go against Damage Control. Um, but... you would then take away Asuka's character as, you know, it'll, it'll kind of diminish the role that Asuka was having once she came back from the Rumble. If you team her with the Kabuki Warriors, unless Kyrie goes dark too. Um, but I've been, I was on a tangent. Talking about the women's division, talking about all this on the third. Uh, the match of the night, like I said, was it was a tie between that and the Steel City street fight. Um, that was that match, that tag team match was, it, as a lot of people were saying online, it gave a lot of that attitude era type of street fight or the attitude era type of match. It gave you a feel like it made, it brought back nostalgia for wrestling fans of my age bracket and older and maybe some maybe a little younger than me that were growing up in that attitude era. Um, just to give you a little sprinkle of, okay, here you go. Um, a lot of homages to the late Terry Funk, um, who, as we know, recently passed. Um, so we know that there was a lot of hardcore element in this street fight that really solidified the legacy that was Terry Funk um, in this match. Um the moment of the night, the oh my god moment, the OMG, the spot of the night, I would have to say we'll go to Kevin Owens with the swanton through the table on Dominic. Even though I seen, I watched it live, I looked at the replays, it looked like Kevin Owens may have hurt himself. 
And when I say that, I say when you look at the swan song, it looks like he made... Obviously, you performing the swan song, senton, swan song, from where he was, which was on top of a crowded, in the crowd section, and he dove off of it. Obviously, with the with the height that there was, the landing of it is not going to be spot on um, because you got to look at the distance and the trajectory and things like that. But that was a phenomenal spot that Kevin Owens did on Dirty Dom. Um, the feel-good moment of the night. Obviously, I don't think that anybody will say that this was not a feel-good moment. This was not the best moment outside of a match was the return of main event Jay Uso. I have some reservations on this, which I'm going to get to later, but I'm happy to see that Jay Uso is back. I'll get into my issue with it, but it was nice to see that Jay Uso was back. Obviously, we all knew that this was a work. Um, this was a part of a story. But it was nice to see him back. Um, obviously, now he is back. He still has his theme music with a little twist to it. With a little twist to it. Um, we knew on SmackDown, Jimmy Uso came out with some new music as well. Uh, I did throw a poll out there, which I did not actually check to see um, the status of it. So I'm actually about to do that in real time right now. So... Let me go back. Bear with me. <laughs> um, okay, so I took a poll on our Instagram page at RCW underscore podcast of which Oos has the better theme. Um, Jay Uso... Jimmy Uso, and a whopping 75% of the votes went to Jay Uso, with 25 going to um, Jimmy. A lot of people are still going to believe that Jay Uso's theme music is better because it's the original Uso's theme music. It's just that, you know, like I said, there's a little twist to it. Um, it's just Jay now. It's on me. Um, it's only me. And Jimmy Uso's theme is a little different. I got to listen to it more. I'm so used to hearing the Jay Uso. I'm so used to hearing the Uso's theme music that we only heard Jimmy's Jimmy Uso's music once. I have to hear it multiple times to kind of get a feel for it, to kind of see where I what I feel about it. Um and the best performers will be the tie for the matches, the match of the night. Um, so it will go to Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor for my performers of the night because they showed out. And big congratulations to my guy, one of my favorites, Finn Balor, for becoming 
a Grand Slam champ with winning the tag team titles. He's won the Universal title, the United States title, the Intercontinental title, and now the tag team title, which puts him in the Grand Slam category conversation. But I am a little upset that they did not acknowledge the fact that he is one of the greatest NXT champions to ever hold that belt. Um, so I think that they should add that onto his feather as well. So as you kind of was listening to my recap, I did not mention anything about the main event. The main event that consisted of Seth freaking Rollins defending his world title against Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, I will say this. The buildup to this match was good. It was a great buildup. The Nakamura promos that he was cutting when he was speaking in, in Japan, in, Jap in Japanese, in Japan, wow. Speaking in Japanese, and you had the subtitles. It gave it really that NXT vibe. It gave really that New Japan um, vibe. It made you really feel like, okay, they're investing into this story, which I really think that they are, because if you noticed at the end of Payback, it seemed, though, as if they were waiting on something. It felt like something was going to happen. Somebody was going to come out and attack Seth Rollins. Somebody was going to target the back. Maybe Damian Priest will come out and cash in his money in the bank. Something just kept, I was watching it like, they're, they're, they're waiting for something. They're waiting for something. Even there's a moment where Seth is getting up and Seth's talking to the ref. It seems like he's telling the ref, like, I'm good, like, leave. Something's about to happen. And then nothing really happened. But then this happened. Which, for those that are listening on audio... It is the attack that happened after payback went off. Shinsuke Nakamura attacked Seth Rollins. So you can tell that they're building up for more to this. Um, I believe that Do I want to see Nakamura dethrone Seth Rollins? Yes. This is how I want to see it done, though. They made it personal. Nakamura made it personal when he brought up Seth's wife, Seth's kid, brought up Becky. Um, I feel, though, as if they need to make this personal. They need to include Becky coming out during, an, during a match and Becky being like, Seth, just like you got to bring that emotion into this match. You have to if you're going to continue this story because it's already personal. You're already alluding to Seth Rollins' back, which Seth Rollins has been on record saying, yes, I really have um, a back injury. But he's... Learning, he learned how to deal with it to, you know, work work through the pain and all this other stuff. So I'm interested to see where you're going with this. Are you just going to have it where Nakamura destroys him, gets disqualified, 
And then you have Senor Damian Priest cash in and get the money in the bank and get the world title. Because I really truly think Damian, if it's not going to be Nakamura, it's going to be Damian Priest. I know there's a possible, there's a thought of Gunther being the one to do it. And because of the back injury, you can look at possibly Gunther being the one to do it with powerbomb at the powerbomb at the powerbomb at the powerbomb. And then it's just like, it's, it's brutal. Me and one of my friends, um, shout out to my man, Thomas, we was talking about it and he was, I was alluding to it. Cause I was like, yeah, they were saying like, there's a thing going around on, on the IWC where they're like, you know, this is the idea. Let's, it's a pitch. Like, let's see. Let's have Gunther win the Intercontinental. Like, keep keep the Intercontinental title. Go to Royal Rumble. Win the Royal Rumble as Intercontinental Champion. Challenge Seth Rollins. Beat Seth Rollins for the for the World Heavyweight Title while he's still Intercontinental Title Champion. But the way he beat Seth Rollins is a beating that we've never seen done. And I said. I agree to, to, to some degree, but to see Seth Rollins get annihilated at WrestleMania to the point of like, it's a, it's a hush in the crowd because you've never seen a beat down like this. I don't know if they would, if they would do that, they will execute that plan to make it so brutal that it's a, it's a stoppage and he wins the title due to a stoppage. That will be in interesting. And then my man Thomas was like, yeah, that would be great. And then what you do is you could tell the story. He can, Seth can try to make his comeback and lose again to Gunther. Um, it, it will be very interesting to see. It will be interesting to see. But, um, uh, it, it was a good match. Um, this was the first time that Seth Rollins main evented a uh, premium live, obviously, because we all know Roman Reigns is the one that main events all the premium live events. But it was, it was, let me say, as champion, Seth Rollins main evented, because he did main event against Roman at the Royal Rumble a couple years back. But um, it's, it's definitely interesting to see what we're going to, where we're going to see this angle go. Um, are they going to, obviously they're going to talk about it tonight on Raw. Where are we going with this? What is going to be the end goal for this particular match? Um, before I wrap this up, I do want to address what I talked about earlier, which was the... Jay Uso return. Every episode that I've done, I've taken time to talk about the bloodline. And this is no exception. Um, currently, as I am recording this, the second part of the SummerSlam recap, because I know... That that SummerSlam recap, I teased that I was doing um, a 
part of Bloodline special because it needed its own space. And I am currently, I'm looking at my YouTube channel, my the back, the back page of my channel, and it is uploading right now. It is at 98%. So by the time this comes out, the fall of the bloodline will be out. So you have the ace all in audio, and then you have the fall of the bloodline on this channel right here dropping. And during that, I obviously talked about a lot of things. The ace still feels though as if Jimmy Uso is still a sucker. Um, But let's talk about Jay. So you've seen Payback. You've seen that Jay Uso made his return. He is officially on Raw. Cody Rhodes brought him over to Raw. Cody Rhodes basically saying, I, I pulled some I pulled some of my weight. Here's here's Jay Uso. I feel though as if the untimely passing of Bray, of Wyndham, threw a monkey wrench into whatever it is that they had planned. Because if you remember, on he Bray passed. On a Thursday, they scrapped all the ideas for SmackDown. Jimmy was supposed to be there on SmackDown, which he was. You've seen him in the crowd when they was out in the front um, paying their respects to Terry Funk and, and um, Bray. But he didn't come out. For all the reports, they scrapped the idea. So now we have Bray. I mean, now we have Jimmy out on this past Friday. He came out after Cena cut his promo, after Cena was out there, John Cena, which, by the way, Cena's going to be there for almost about two months. So that's that's a good thing. You know, having John Cena in the WWE is always a good thing. Um but he basically still alluded to I didn't want Jay to turn around and be a, a plant, um, be corrupted, all the little nuances that they, that they say. I feel like and me and the Ace talked about this, and I said I was going to address this on, on here. I think they should have prolonged Jay's return as long as possible. I think what you should have done was you should have had Jay basically have Jimmy and Jay fall, like, go down this road of emotion. 
as we all know, the bloodline is one of the biggest stories going in wrestling, period. I've said it. I've been on record. Y'all have heard me till I'm blue in the face talk about this storyline. How the bloodline storyline is one of the best storylines ever written in modern day. Like, students that are up and coming is going to take classes on this storyline to learn how to tap into that emotion, how to get into those spaces of all that stuff. You're going to see it done. And I think that they missed an opportunity. You could have shown Jimmy going over to Jay's house. You can see Jimmy trying to make efforts to try to reach out to him. You can include Tamina because she's still a member of the WWE roster and she's still and she's a part of the bloodline family, technically. Why is she not being involved? Why is she not trying to be the one to be like, I'm trying to make this work with y'all? If Naomi was still in the WWE, she could have played an integral part in this. That's why I'm so upset that she left. Um, their, their father, Rakishi, you could have got Rakishi involved in this, leading up to the return of Jay. Prolong it all the way to the Royal Rumble. Have Jimmy Uso in the Royal Rumble. Jimmy Uso's there. Countdown goes five, four, three, two, one. And then that music hits. And Jay Uso comes out. And Jay Uso eliminates Jimmy. And now you build to Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania. You built it. You keep it pro, you keep it still like kind of out of sight, out of mind. You may see a few attempts where Jay where Jimmy's like, I'm making these attempts to try to find my brother. But then you have those moments where, okay, now that it's just Jimmy, let Jimmy finally get the match with Roman. Cause as I said in the fall of the bloodline, the real storyline, everyone body, everybody wants to say is Jay versus Roman. It's really Jimmy versus Roman because Jimmy's been saying from day one, I ain't nobody's bitch. He's been saying that. He's been saying that. And as I said before, I said it in that episode, the reason he joined the bloodline was because he's protecting his brother. He said, it. if I got to protect, I am my brother's keeper. He's the oldest. So he has to protect Jay. Jay's naive. Jay doesn't get it. That's what I think he was trying to do. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. So what do we do with Jay? Jay's on, Jay's on Raw now. You want to know who's going to dethrone Gunther? Jay Uso. Jay Uso is going to dethrone Gunther. He will. He will. I can see Jay Uso. I can see them giving Jay Uso the opportunity to see how it is to be a single star. Have him win the Intercontinental title. 
you don't want to insert him into the world championship because we see what's going on with Nakamura. Could we possibly get a Jay Uso versus Cody Rhodes? Because Cody did say, I hope I'm not making the wrong mistake. We don't know what's going on with Cody. Cody has, right now, there's nothing Cody's doing. Cody is just kick feet kicked back, just relaxing. He said it on after the bell. I'm just scouting to see who can be potentially my next person. What person I can build the story with. Could you do it with Jay Uso? Possibly. But Jay Uso and Cody right now can be two out of the four, maybe five top baby faces in the business in the WWE. You really want to get Cody versus Jay? No. I think Cody's going, I think Jay is going to challenge Gunther for the Intercontinental title and win the Intercontinental Championship. Because with now him being there, he needs something. I think Chad is going to lose tonight because I feel that Maxine Dupree is going to screw over Chad Gable, unfortunately, because Maxine is a perfect fit for the Alpha Academy, but I think that her and Luca Kaiser is going to form some type of bond, and she's going to turn, and the rest is history. We'll see. We'll see what happens tonight on Monday Night Raw. Um, but I didn't want to, like I said, man, it's actually Labor Day today. Um, so I don't want to take much. I didn't want to take much of you guys' time doing this episode. So if you happen to like this video, make sure you hit the thumbs up. Um, leave the comments below. Let me know what y'all think of Payback. What was y'all match of the night? What was y'all moment of the night? What was the feel-good moment? I think everybody in unison is going to say the same thing, the return of Jey Uso. And who was your best performers? Let me know what y'all think about the main event. Um, where do y'all see Knock in this Seth Rollins story going? And let me know what y'all think about the Jey Uso return. Um, what do y'all see Jey Uso doing? I know few people are going to probably say Jey Uso world champion, but I'm to the belief that you slow, like you, you, you see if they can hold, how do they fit with a title? Get them the mid card title. That's why they had the mid card titles to see if certain superstars, we already knew there's certain stars that are heavyweight championship made, but then let's, you know, let's see how you fit with the title. Can you hold the responsibility of being a champion? And I think that's what you're going to do. Yes, Jey Uso won tag team titles, but that's different. Now you're on your own. How are you going to fit on your own? How are you going to fit on your own? Let, it, let me know in the comments below. Um, like I said, still, we're still trying to make it work, man. I'm, I'm not even going to tell y'all when the opportunity is going to come, when that, when that is going to happen, when you're going to see me and the A sitting on these, on this cam, on these cameras 
having a ball, laughing, cracking up. Um, I know there's a lot that's going on in other companies that I'm itching to talk about, but I, I just, I, I, I told y'all that I wasn't going to do it. Um, I did post a video on Instagram, um, a story, and all I did was I just showed it, and I'll show it right here. Y'all see it. Y'all see it. Um, Ace, I know that Ace is going to address it. So, till then, till we're back. Maybe if me and the Ace is sitting across from each other and he brings it up in conversation and there is no tit for tat, maybe I'll chime in. But as far as me just opening, having a conversation about AEW, I'm not going to openly have it. Um, but I am the franchise one half of this here Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram and on threads at RCW underscore podcast. Um, subscribe to this channel. Hit that notification bell, as I said earlier, so you get your updates. I will be back. I do want to talk about the state of the women's division. Um, yeah, I, I want to talk a little bit about the women's division because it, it, it seems like there's problems across the board. So we'll see what happens. You'll get my opinion on that. And, oh, and I got to talk about the Kurt Angle documentary. The Angle documentary. And I still, I still have to give y'all my opinion on American Nightmare, Becoming Cody Rhodes. I did have one, but I had the name mixed up. I said Cody Rhodes becoming the American Nightmare. It's the American Nightmare becoming Cody Rhodes. So I didn't want to drop the video and y'all kind of be like, well, you messed up the name. Just like I messed up in the SummerSlam recap when I said that the Street Profits should have broke up after WrestleMania. It wasn't WrestleMania. They should have broke up after SummerSlam where they lost to the Usos last year. He is, I, I'm him on the franchise. I'm out.